Welcome okay. to Full Profits Podcast. Today's guest is a homie. If you find another, he's a phony. State your name, pimp. What is up? I am Carl Reed of Exodus Studios, Architects of Mars, and soon to be Culture Foolishness, upcoming podcasts, a lot of hats, but you know, I got a big head to fit them all, so it's all good. Heavy is the crown, sir. Heavy <laughs> is the crown. There's nothing wrong with that. How you been, my guy? I've been great, man. How you been doing? Been living, man. Things have been up and down, uh, de- dealing with different challenges, just trying to handle them as they come. I need some more money, though, man, if I'm being honest. I need a lot more money than what I got. You know, that's that's what we, you know, doing the things that we're doing. You know, we could be sitting on our bums, not doing nothing right now, but we recording the podcast. So that's always a step in the right direction. It's like progress. Somewhat of a step in the right direction. It's it's pro- yeah, it's progression though. That's what that's what counts. You know, yeah. But I just I I was thinking of something that we were talking about off uh off the show a second ago. Um, just remembering when we were roommates back in the day, way back in the day. This was the the homie brother homie. We was definitely just getting it in, but um. The candles, you you are the the master of the the dope candles. Like I want to kind of like get an idea of what the average guy, or actually no, the above average guy, because no average guy will even care about the level of candles that you be on. No. Like what we be looking for, like as far as for our homes like introductory if you just getting into buying like high level more you know pricier candles so as you know i have always um spent money on candles especially when i know i want the candles to be able to sustain a smell in a room mm-hmm. um the only smell that actually beats out any candle that i've ever purchased is the smell of weed like that's it you know there's nothing that tops weed um it's a skunk it's a skunk smell so yeah. um but when as far as me when i'm searching for candles i, I usually will spend uh over 12 dollars for a candle but the burn on the candle has to be usually between 25 hours or more 25 to 35 mm-hmm. hours is what i'm looking for um and when i'm buying candles i'm looking for the smell that's not only just smells good to me but it suits a certain area in the house. So every candle that I have isn't for my bedroom. Every candle that I have isn't for my bathroom. Every candle that I have isn't for my kitchen or for the living room, AKA front room. Um, each candle I buy is suited for a certain area. Uh, when you, when you walk in, uh, it may smell um, reminiscent of a certain type of fruit when you get into the front mm-hmm. room. Uh, but mm-hmm. when you get into like my bedroom, it smells soothing and welcoming. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and that's because I want it to smell like that. But even in the front room, it has to smell soothing and 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 uh, inviting when you when you get in there. Uh, mm-hmm. But I also like calming smells too, like things that make you feel at peace. Um, if you ever, I don't you haven't been to my new spot yet, but when you get in, 
when you walk in, you get that that sense of, of peace and, and comfort when you when you're here uh, and you understand where you are. So it's, mm-hmm. um, I think someone told me I have a distinguished yet comfortable place. So when I'm looking for candles, uh, I go by the smell that kind of fits what it is I'm looking for. I do have some uh, some smells that are, are a little bit more um, out of the norm, but I got to have those. I have to have those just to break up the monotony of what I already have going mm-hmm. on. So when it comes right. to when it comes to smells, uh, when it comes to the smell of a candle, I just go by what what goes into a certain area of my of my place. Um, I have okay. a, I have one that's like Mediterranean citrus, and I only mm-hmm. keep, I only put that in my bedroom. It's only for my bedroom, just because of the way it smells. Um, uh, it, it has a very smooth, calming smell, and it it just it just fits the bedroom, my bedroom area. So, oh, once you bring somebody to the house, you're taking them on a journey, uh, a journey through different smells all throughout the house. It's not yep. going to smell every room. Okay, that's. Every smell, every room will smell different. Um, if I'm if, if the candles are lit, every room will actually smell different. But the smells that you're getting is is kind of like based on the mood that I have. It's not like I'm not necessarily I don't have to set a mood for anyone when they come over. Um, even when my sister comes over, she's she she's uh, always reminds me that she says you have these really good smells um, and they're they're pleasant and they're inviting. Um, and, and that's, I, I do it on purpose, but it's, it's the mood that I want to set because you're in my place and it's my energy. And I want you to have a better understanding of, of where you are when you're around me. So, and if you don't like it, you can always get the fuck out. You, you don't have to stay. You know, I tell people all the time, yo, if you don't like it, you can leave. <laughs> you, you don't, you don't, you don't have to stay here. I'm sure you do. I also do the same thing if I have that type of negative energy around me, but that's what's up. Uh, I like more, um, I definitely like oud type smells that are similar to like colognes that I like, and then like sandalwoods and different more richer smells because I have more of a um, lot like kind of one larger space so i just kind of want everything to have that type of masculine type of smell that just kind of match my energy for the most part but gotcha you have the the journey i mean if i had chicago rent prices i could do the journey of smells but Uh, now let's a different (laughs) yeah yeah you paying you paying probably twice for what i'm paying for you know what i mean which is crazy but um you know, for me, it's also like where I stay, you know, high part, the comfort of being here, you know, you pay, you paying for the comfort you paying, next, oh, yeah. you, you paying next, you paying to be next to the lake. Like I can literally go walk to the lake from here. You know what I mean? Like literally go across the street. I love it over there. I love it over there. I remember yeah. one like over by uh, 53rd and high park. Like it's just beautiful that whole area's picture as like i would just walk around taking pictures and i lived i was like a tourist on my own block i was just like it's so beautiful oh my goodness yeah, and, and it's a beautiful thing to just be able to step outside and see that and, and feel that uh that 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 openness but warmth at the same time and feel like you're in a uh uh 
a warming area, you know, feel like you are vibing with not just the area, but the earth at the same time, because there's a lot of open space still, you know, even though they're putting up, they have all this new construction going up, yeah. on, you know, it's still, you still got, you know, you still got everything that um, allows you to see like the lake and, and, and walk through different areas and different parks and everything like that. So I do enjoy it, but um yeah, when it comes to sense, man, those sense are just based on my based on my mood and, and how I feel. Um, it's, it's based on the things that I like, the things that I enjoy, the things that kind of like. So like my my kitchen has like one or two candles and the most I've, I've spent on a candle so far. And I probably shouldn't say this or maybe I should because it's my life and I, I can afford it. Um, so fuck all that. Um, I spent like 40 to 50 dollars on a candle. Mm-hmm. I, I was about to ask you was $12 kind of like that's the least that you would spend on the candle and then from there it's kind of like I don't know if I really like it I splurge type shit because I know some of the real like it's this brand um, how do you say it um, Diptyque it's um, one that they sell at Nordstrom's and one of my homegirls put me onto it uh it man they smell amazing but they some 60 70 80 dollar candles and yeah you it's, it's weird because as much as you hate to say it once you start getting into those price levels you start to notice the difference in the smells and the richness and all that stuff so it makes a difference it makes a hell of a difference uh and you're paying you're paying for the product you're paying for the actual scent and the oils. And it depends on the type of person you are, because if you're like me, you like, you like soil, soy, soy based candles. You know what I mean? Right. Because they do less harm. Um, mm-hmm. y- you like those type of candles, but there are candles that I have that they, they're just dope as fuck. Like, I, and I still order them because the smell mm-hmm. that they give off is just, is just, is, is just, like no other is one of a kind. And I buy those candles just because of that. And because I don't know anybody else that has them. So um, I, I, I enjoy those candles, but usually when people come over here, they, they understand what's going on. Um, and it's, it sets a, it sets a certain tone, you know, and if you don't, like I said, if you don't like it, you can always leave, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm not. You ever had many complaints. Well, when, as far as, uh, Family and when I'm having fe- women over, the women don't have they don't have nothing to say. They enjoy it, but you know, every now and then you may get like a um, a dude from the hood that don't know nothing, and he's supposed to be cool or he is cool. He's a friend, but when he come over, yo, I smell like such and such such. Why does your place smell like bleach and and? And dirty rugs you know what i mean like i don't i don't knock you over what your place smells like why does your place smell like <laughs> dogs and, and and piles of shit like i'm not knocking you for for your shit for yours when i come over there so you Bruh. know I, i'd appreciate it if you would just let me do my thing is i'll pay rent over here speak to these these dogs Ugh, i hate going over to people's houses and this is just like you it's I no no not to the the pet owner listeners, but I I I don't know. I mean, apartment dogs that's tough to me. I feel like if you have a house, 
it's more feasible, but just the close quarters living with a dog in the house, the smells that happen. I've just seen so many bad examples of it. It's just uh, absolutely. And, and for me, it's also are the dogs taught correctly? Are they trained? Um, mm. I know a young lady who ha- who has an apartment dog and she has a fairly big dog. It's a boxer. All right. She has a fairly big dog, but the dog is disciplined. It knows it, it will let you know when it has to go. You know, it has mm-hmm. a couple certain it has a certain bark or it scratches the door to let you know, yo, I got to go outside and do my thing. You know, mm-hmm. but it, it knows its place. So that's OK. It's the people when you go over their house, it's you know, when you walk in, it's like, oh, my God, like you when was the last time you cleaned this? Like there's poop by the bowl, you know what I mean? There's poop by the cage, you know what I mean? It's just like they don't care. So those are the type of people that I just can't be around because it's almost like if you can't take care of the dog, why have it? You know, what's the point? That is what I'm saying. Plus, for me, like, and I feel like we probably spoke on this long ago, but I'm more I'm of the school of thought. If you're in the household, you have a role in the household. Like if it's a whole family union with a husband and a wife and children, the husband does X, Y, Z, the wife does X, Y, Z, the kids have their role to, to, you know, continue the legacy, teaching them, blah, blah, blah. If you have a dog and you have property, you guard the house. That's your job. That's your job. These little foo-foo dogs and stuff, like, they can't even exist without a big dog being there to guard the house to me. Like, if you have a foo-foo dog, you need to have two dogs because that dog is a liability. It's, it's literally, some of them, the breeds are so expensive, the person is still your shit and the dog. Because oh, what yeah. can it... <laughs> oh, Yeah. The dog is, yeah, the dog is so expensive that, you know, it's just pretty. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I, I've never wanted a dog like that. If I'm getting a dog, the dog is here to guard my shit. In that case, there will be a Rottweiler, a Cane Corso, a, <laughs> uh, a Doberman pitcher in here. Like, that's what is going is, to be in here. That's what I want. Yeah. Really, the only one... How- and of course, how do those look? Because I don't think I've seen those before. They're, they're bull mastiffs, so they get up to. Oh um, yeah, okay, okay. So I'm five nine, I'm five eight five nine. So they get up to past the past the waist or up to the waist. Mm-hmm. My waist, not yours, because you're like six two. So um, mm-hmm. it's a big dog. It's a big dog. Big dog. My cousin has two. A boy and a girl. Yep. She has two of them. Uh, and they have the whole backyard. Damn. And they, they chew up trees as for fun. Like there's a tree in the backyard or a lumber in the backyard and they break the lumber up. Has anybody ever tried to um, break into their um, house ever? I don't think you want that problem. I don't think you want that. <laughs> so if... I, you ever, I forgot what movie it was. Oh, uh, Riddick, the movie Riddick. 
When yes. They let the, when they let the hellhounds out, and he was the only oh. one that was able to tame it, and he smacked the dog on. He's a like, good dog, and it ran off or whatever. That's what they mm-hmm. look like. Like they're big. They're big. Before they had the cane corsos, they had uh, Rottweilers. Oh, they had right. Rottweilers. So they they have never had a small dog. Um, and even when I did some babysitting for them years ago, and the Rottweiler Katie, who was a beloved dog by people around the neighborhood, mm-hmm. Katie had she G checked me like, "Yo, I don't know you, and why are you here?" She woke me up out of my sleep like. Like, yo, wake up. And then when I was, woke up, she was looking right at me like, if you call them kids and they don't come in here and get you and they go running out of here, I am going to kill you. <laughs> she, she, she had the look on her face like, yo, what you need to do right now is you need to call the kids in here, call any one of them in here. And if they don't tell me to leave out of here, I am going to kill you. So I was like, yo, uh, very low. I was like, Kaylin, Kaylin. And she was just looking me right in the face like, it's not looking good, bro. It's not uh-huh. looking good. So I'm like, Kaylin. And he comes into the front room. Katie, go in the back. Go in the back. Get away from him. Get away. <laughs> and she she backed away slowly, but she was looking at me while she backed away. And she looked at me like, all right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go in the back. But I just want you to know, you shouldn't be. You know, I don't know you that well. Mm-hmm. I don't know you that well. But she came back up to the front, and she, you know, she came forward, and I put my hands out, and she licked me and sniffed me and everything, and she looked at me. She's like, "All right, you good." Then you could pet her and interact with her like normal. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I would go outside, um, play with it and everything. But one thing I also had to learn was when you go in the backyard where the kids are when they're playing, that's her area and she protects the kids. So when I came out the door to watch, she was like, take your ass back inside. I got it. Like, you can't come out here. This is my yard and this is a kid's yard and no one else can be back here. Oh, are interesting creatures. But she's trained to be that way. Right. She's trained that way. And, and that's the thing. This is a member of the household who has a job, performs said job to perfection. <laughs> yes, yes. Not just so, say, you know, I'm pretty sure they fed her probably better dog food. They probably did things better for the dog because the dog earns those things versus, and not to say the other dogs don't deserve, but of course they spoil little foo-foo dog. They get the best of stuff. They just sit on pillows and look cute and get petted all day. And then at everybody and they want to bark at everybody like they hard. (laughs) No. Katie was unaccepting of anything around the kids and in that house. Like she mm-hmm. knew, she knew her role. And this is the thing why I don't mind having female dogs as well, because female dogs are protectors. They're, mm. ter- they're territorial because mm-hmm. they know they're engineered that way. Right. It's just like a woman. Mm-hmm. 
A woman's not going to let you mess with her kids. Mm-hmm. All right. So they have all that in common. So Katie was very big on making sure that if she's in the yard, no one else is coming in the yard. She's very big on if she's in the house and she smells danger, she she barks a certain way to let everybody know, hey, someone is approaching. You know, she did she did all that type of stuff. So uh, she was very well trained. She was not a foo-foo dog. Uh, mm-hmm. And in the instances where she was about to kill somebody, um, she has been she has been talked down a couple of times because I know there was a time where she was going to kill the. Uh, I shouldn't say kill. She was. Gonna, well, anyway, she was going to maul a guy. She was going to maul mm-hmm. a guy that does uh, does the lawn work, the landscape, mm-hmm. the landscape, because he was taking a lawnmower and he was pushing in her face. And she would back up and everything. And one day, I think she got tired of it. And she's like, all right, you're going to come back here and you're going to cut the grass. And I'm not going to be anywhere that you're used to seeing me. And I'm going to jump out and I'm going to catch you. And she did. But Pops told her, like, yo, uh uh-uh, come back here. She was like, yo, I was just about to eat. You know, like, this is what y'all pay me to do. So, you know. She's a Rottweiler. She's very good at her job. She was very protective of the family. Um, I don't know what happened to her. I think she was poisoned by one of the neighbors because um, the neighbors uh, was in for a surprise as well. But then there was Christmas. Christmas was a Rottweiler, I think. Christmas was, no, Christmas was a cane core. So Christmas was big, man. Whew. She was big. She was big. They told me like, yo, don't pet her. Don't pet her. I'm like, why can't I pet her? They're like, because if you pet her, she ain't gonna, she's not, she's not gonna let you stop. So I petted her one time and she rolled up under my legs and everything. She sat there and I was like, all right, five minutes, that's cool. And when I stopped, she got up and tapped me like, yo. And then she grabbed my hand and she moved my hand, like, come on, like you gotta, you gotta keep going. And they were like, I, we told you. And she was like, no, she grabbed my, she like pushed my hand and she was she put it back on. And I was like, all right, Christmas. And it was like, we told you, we told you like, she, she's serious about that. And it's heavy pause too. Like, I'm like, you a little heavy. motherfucker. So as, as, and that's the, that's the duality of it. That's the cute thing about it. Cause like, even though, even within that story of it, it's like, oh, she being forced. It's still awesome. Just pet me. I'm a puppy. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I earned it. I earned it. I, I got the house when ain't nobody here. Like take care of me, you know. Like a couple of pets ain't gonna, you know, they ain't gonna, ain't gonna kill nobody. Just pet me down a little bit, man. Yeah. Sooner or later, I get there, man. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I do want one. Like I feel like certain people that know me, they probably get a false perception of me not liking dogs, and it's quite the contrary. I do. I love dogs, and I'm around people to have them. I want to interact with. I know the way my life is set up. It ain't for a dog and I want to be able to make sure it's good. I don't want to be alone. I was like in my building, for example, and thankfully because we recorded, it would be almost audible. And they dance like literally on the other side of my apartment building. And I still be hearing their dog because wow. they live alone. and it's an apartment. And I, I can't imagine these places are too humongous or too much bigger than mine, even if it's like a one bedroom. So, 
I don't know. I mean, I and I signed. I finally saw the dog the other day when I was coming in. I was just like, oh, now I get it. It was like a big ass pit bull. I was like, this dog should be in this building, you know? Like, and it was beautiful, gray, blue eyes, like what you would want to guard your house, not your apartment that is too big to be in. Well, that, well my cousin told me that he said small places are best for them because there's less shit for them to get into. Like they can't tear up everything. Oh, really? Yeah. Because like I, I said, it. he has two big ass cane corsos. And mm-hmm. when they, if they're walking through the house, which he doesn't allow them to do, they knock over everything because they get happy. And they're like, yo, what the fuck <laughs> all this shit? You know what I mean? <laughs> he's like, no, nah. he said small places are good for him cause, because they know they know there's not much for them to do and they'll get somewhere and they'll chill the fuck out. Oh, well, I guess, but his ass be crying and caring all the time. Maybe he used to be in somewhere with more space before, possibly. Maybe, maybe. And, you know, dogs are also energetic. Like, you can't leave them. You can't leave them alone and let them rest all day because they build up energy. They want to they wanna right. go. They want to move around. So, right. um, in my experience from having dogs, you definitely got to have a space even when you come home, you got to be able to get them out somewhere to take them to the park and let them move around and run and everything like that. Cause they're not, they're not built to just sit around. This is like you said, the little foo-foo dog. They're not built mm-hmm. to just sit there and just chill and look good. Like they want to get up and they want to move around and they want to go. Right. They want to go run around and stuff. Like my, uh, my ex, she had a um, teacup Yorkie and I was living with her when I first moved out here. And we, I had to start walking the dog. And I never really had a dog, you know, so it was interesting. I had to like do these chores that I never had to do. But I like to walk. So you know me, I like walking. So that dog used to want, like, literally, I'll be walking and it just stop and look at me like, have we, haven't we walked enough? Like, right. are we? And I'm just like, oh, okay, I guess I got to take you back. Like, oh, you want to be running around with some energy? I'll burn it off. <laughs> and then I'll walk fast. They got them little legs. They're trying to keep up with me. I'm like, let's yeah. go. I want to walk. <laughs> yeah. The young lady I was dealing with uh, a couple years ago, she had a little small dog. I forgot what it was called, but we would go outside for 10 to 20, I think maybe 20 minutes or whatever, 10, 15, 20 minutes, whatever. And it already had a selected, it knew where to go, right? But me, I'm taking it all over, just going random spots, you know what that's I mean? Right, that's right. <laughs> it would look back like, yo, what? what? Like, where were we? Right, like, and this is where I go back home. Like, no, we're going this way. We ain't going home yet. Like, we're going we gonna to stay outside for a little bit, you know what I mean? And then I would take the dog back in. You know what? That's one of the few times... Uh, I don't mind being with a being with a girl who had a dog because I liked her, you know what I mean? And because I liked her, I liked the dog as well, you know? Well, that's what ends up happening. I mean, we're humans. It's like we grew up on Disney movies and shit. Like, you can't be around no cute animal and just be like, I hate you because you're purposeless. Get away from me. Of course, you're just going to be like, okay, I guess you're cute and shit. Like, I'm gonna pet you too. Like, she was adorable. Like, and I literally, I remember when I first met her, I would be talking all that shit. Like, the same thing. Like, oh, yeah, you don't have no purpose. I need a dog to this. And once I'm around a dog, I'm just like, okay, it's cute, I I suppose. Yeah, when (laughs) when I would go over there, 
he would lay like in between my legs and like turn over on his back. So I already knew what he wanted. You know, he wanted me to start roughing him up and playing with him and everything. Mm-hmm. He would, or he would bring like toys around and put him in front of me and just stand there and look at me. And as soon as I would reach down to pick it up, he's, you know what I'm saying? He started getting ready. I'm like, this is crazy. This is crazy. How did I get to this point? But, you know, it happens. Yeah, like it I do. I mean, it's a child in us already that loves animals and want to play with them. And it's, it's just going to come out if you left alone with a little dog long enough. It's like, okay, little Carl, little Mac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I and I just never see myself with the little motherfuckers. And then you you get around you're like, oh, I, I I get it now. It's it's okay. to just yeah, just play with your little dumbass. Okay, cool. All this for, but you know, us being pragmatic and practical is just like that's cool. But for me, I still want this. You know, yeah, but yeah. I definitely, like I said, obviously my view has softened because before I didn't say you you could have two one. <laughs> little dog and then a big dog to actually run shit because obviously my time with that dog has softened my view because it's like they cool to have around but you still need the other one because they ain't gonna do shit nah. so when it comes to something you know um from a security standpoint they ain't really doing shit there so yeah you're gonna need that doberman that german shepherd that fuck you know, a german shepherd i don't want no german shepherd Fuck German Shepherds. They just sick them on our uh, peoples, man. Fuck all that shit. I know. I have a soft spot for my grandfather actually had one, so I knew one personally, so that's probably why I still have a little soft spot for him. But I, I get it. I saw the, the, the footage as we all have, or most of us. We need, actually, this is probably a perfect segue, let, I feel like not enough of us have seen that footage anymore when it comes to people that are younger because they, the way they be talking, it's like they forgot what we went through as black people. They be like, that's, that's, that was a long time ago. Like, what? That's how they see it. It was a long time ago. Like, they don't, they don't get that. They don't understand that 60 years wasn't that long ago. And the funny thing is that used to just be white people saying that just to, you know, for their white guilt. Now black people saying it to the younger yeah. ones because the ones that's not in tune. Now it's definitely, trust me, it's a, enough of people from our generation, a few years older than us that had kids, you know, 20 years ago that actually raised them with enough, you know, conscience to know better. But it's a lot that don't. It's a lot that don't. They don't. Right. And then when you're talking to them, I find myself, which I don't mind, I find myself educating them or getting them up to date when I'm talking to them about those type of things. And they go, mm-hmm. Oh, that was that was such and such long ago. I was like, hey, how old is your mother? My mother's. And they go, oh, like, yeah. How old is your grandmother? Mm-hmm. Oh, and then they start they start thinking about it like, wow, right. I, didn't, I didn't think of it like that. Because, like, I remember even when I was a kid and started putting it together like that, like, my grandmother is 70, such and such. And then this happened. So, oh, wow. Her whole life, she'd been dealing with every single thing. She'd been dealing with it. And that's when I started asking her more questions about things when 
you know, bless her heart, she was here for 94 years. So I got a chance to salute you know, to her about a lot of things um, when it came to um, things that happened in the 30s and 40s and 50s, especially. And she never um, had like issues remembering stuff. Like she literally started, like, oh, what was going on in 1945? Like, oh, well, then you're about to get a story, you know? So, and yeah. a story that was full of things you needed to learn too. Yeah. So, my grandfather on my dad's side was that way. Um, mm -hmm. Before he died, I got a chance, and I'm, I'm, I'm proud of that because I, I wasn't around my grandfather a lot due to me and me not having much of a relationship um, with that side, especially mm -hmm. with my dad. So I, I, the time that I spent with him for a couple of days while I was there and picking his brain, it, it was some of the most beautiful, torturous times to hear him talk about certain things because there are things that he may have been holding on to or things that he never got a chance to say or explain it from his point of view that he was able to talk about. And I enjoyed that being able to sit there with him and, and let him act, access those memories and, and go into detail from, uh, from his perspective. And like you said, like the memories were sharp. He knew who I was and he hadn't seen me in like 20 years. You know mm. what I mean? So for him, for him to even know who I was, I have no hair at the time. You know, like I'm, I'm bald here. Like I walk in there, bald here, you know, and he walks in. He's like, you don't think I know who you are, do you? I was like, you don't know who I am, man. You, ain't, you don't know who this is. I gave him no clues, no nothing. And they was like, he know who you are. You know who everybody in here is. And he whispered mm. over in my ear and he told me, it's like, Matthew, I know who all my grandkids are. If I seen them, I know who you are. And I was like, wow, old man. He's like, you don't think I will remember you? I was like, it's been so long. He's like, yeah, but you, he's like, I don't forget a face. He said, I'm old. He said, I'm, I think he said, I'm old, not stupid or something like that. Man, elders, man, hey, they definitely are special, man. It's Absolutely. It's to um, have that experience is he still is he still with no 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 the last thing he said when i was there the last thing he said when i was there was grandson i have seen the evolution of the telephone and the tv he said the only thing i haven't seen is a black president and he saw that before he died so damn <laughs> Man, whew. we might have to revisit that statement because we've been talking about That's doing some type of script for something for a while. So we might have to revisit that. That's that statement alone when he said that. I was just like, wow. But man, that's crazy. Like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna table that because we ain't trying to put the whole world on or nothing. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so on to this next thing, right? So I, I heard you say something about starting a podcast. Oh, yes. So um, my sister and I, we've been developing it for a while, actually. Um, is really in this act. I'm actually very glad that you invited me on because it's really me being uh, skittish about letting the world 
get to know my personality. And that's something that I've never done in the, the whole time I've been producing content on social media is always just taking pictures, putting out videos, what I'm not in 99% of, you know? So it's like, you know, just getting used to the idea of, okay, if I say something people don't like, I'm gonna hear about it, you know, but it is what it is, you know, cause that's it. So that has been the hold up in the sense of the time frame that I wanted to put it out, but it's coming very, very soon, like this month. So um, I finally- Shit cunt fuck bitch ass. So what? <laughs> so what? And? And what we're what we're doing is we're not purposely getting on here saying anything derogatory, derogative, defamatory, or negative to anyone, any particular group of people. This podcast, your podcast, my podcast, the other millions of podcasts are, are actually dedicated to topics that people feel comfortable talking about. We are in no way on here saying anything that can be taken out of context. And if it is taken out of context, we as grown men who are intellectuals and can speak for ourselves can deal with the consequences and speak for ourselves in a proper manner and apologize if apology needs to be made. Um, I have a lot of views on a lot of things. One of the things I don't agree with and you probably don't agree with is religion. All right. So Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that uh, we hate people that do believe in religions. We just are against the oppression and suppression that a religion can give people um, being led or misled into thinking that certain things or entities are going to help you when all you really need is yourself and a group of people that are down the ride with you. I mean, um, religions are very, can have, it's so many positive elements within correct. them. Correct. Like, I've gone to church since I've been in LA, uh, various times knowing that i'm not necessarily gonna be a devout christian or anything like that but the message in the sermons are still valuable to me even though i may not believe with a hundred percent of what they're saying so i allow myself the space to listen with but still being like that's cool that part is like yeah i agree with that but this part here and not so much you know and i and that's fine it's totally fine but the fellowship and the brotherhoods you know that part is is a positive element of it it's just it's a very big positive very big right but you know some of the most positive things that you've done churches were involved with the structures of certain things that you've done you know so you couldn't even that gave you a platform to do the stuff you know so it's so many positives within it however as you also were saying it could lead people down the wrong paths it can be used to push agendas that aren't positive and all these other things too so you know you gotta take it with a grain of salt you just have to you know go for what you know basically your beliefs just have to align with you just being a good person you know at the end of the day that's it that's all i think that and i think that's the other thing about it as far as excuse me as far as you getting comfortable with doing this this is easy once you once you turn it on it's just 
you having a conversation with whoever you choose to have one as a guest, man, mm-hmm. there is there's only a couple episodes that I have had so far that have been uh, raw and um, unfiltered that I haven't been able to put them out because it's like, yo, if I put that shit out, that person could easily say, I don't know, I don't remember that or I don't have nothing to do with that or I was having a bad day. But the look could be bad on me for having someone on my podcast saying, yeah, saying things like, you know, we should blow up, you know, this or we should do that. And with me not releasing that, I'll I'll speak on it. And I'm not going to say the person's name. But if you really want to go to war with the government, you have to have your own government. You can't lead people where you won't follow. You can't have people go into a foxhole with you and you don't mm-hmm. have a plan A, B, C, D, all the way to Z. You can't exactly. do that. Um, I've been around generals. You know what I mean? I'm talking about on all types of levels. Salute to my my uncle, who was a bronze star medal winner in the in the uh, armed forces in the military. So that's one of the things, you know, that I understand when you're talking about uh, being a general. But there are people like the conversation he he I was like, yo, you either you're angry or it's something wrong with your situation because you can't like we're talking. But I'm not about to let two hours of anger be distributed to the world and it be associated with me oh you just scared of what people gonna say i'm not scared i just don't want to have to deal with what may come back and then you don't have to deal with it do you understand what i'm saying so there's only a couple episodes that i have where i'm not um i'm not too sure about you know and Mm -hmm. they won't see the light of day you know yeah but but I, I I have them in the, in the in the background as a reminder of you know <clears throat> this is this is a type of content. If the person had a better way to go about doing it, and if they had a solution to the problem, I could release that. But it was just all out talking about you know going to war and being upset and tearing up communities and things like that. And it's just like after you get done with that, after you get done with that, what's the solution? It wasn't nothing productive coming from it. It was just pure spewing out random hatred. Hatred. Yeah, that ain't helpful. That ain't helpful. It's got to be solution based. Because we're too old to be talking about doing things like that. Mm-hmm. And, <clears throat> and losing family members and losing black people or people from the different communities. And then, then what? We go to jail or we die. You know, so other than that, man, I, I say you should do it. Um, it's a beautiful thing. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's coming. It's coming. It's, it's a not even thing. if it's a win, and the win is very soon. So it's coming. I'm gonna have to have you on there. My sister is my co-host, so she's oh, she's really funny. I think y'all will probably have some really funny comments just because she kind of says anything to be honest i'm probably one of the biggest reasons i want to do a podcast is more so to get give her a platform so you can hear her because she's just amazing she's very smart she's a life coach and she's an accountant she um 
has some really great views and some really great information and just insights that I think people should hear. So that's okay. another. Her name is Tamara Simone, Coach Tamara Simone on the IG. How are you going to do it? Are you going to uh, do it over Skype or Zoom? Uh, we have been doing um, um, FaceTime recording so far, but um, this kind of, I like this uh, format scene. It's pretty easy. I'm, I'm going to have to pick your brain a little bit after we get yeah, off you- it. You can use this. You can use uh, if you do a live, like if you set up your Facebook page or your IG mm. page or whatever, you can use StreamYard. Mm. All right. You could use blue jeans. There's a lot of different things you can oh, yeah. use. You know, so. OK, you're smarter than I. You'll figure this shit out, man. Oh, so. yeah. I mean, I already got like. um. Oof, man, I know I got at least four or five episodes recorded in the clip, so I'm ready, man. It's just got to get, you know, just got to put it out. They ready to go. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I'm 60-something in, so um, and I think there's, like, others laying around somewhere, but I forget mm-hmm. I forget about them. You know, I'm I, actually, I'm trying to catch up on all the uh, short clips that I put up on YouTube. I, I forgot about that i got so caught up in just doing the episodes and then posting little pics and and clips on instagram that i forgot that i had the youtube page that had extended clips on there so i'm catching up from episodes from the past and and i'm like halfway there now so which is a good thing um but time man when you working on that stuff time will go by so fucking fast man Oh yeah, when you work on anything art related, man, I just got get so just lost in every. I mean, I'm today I'm working on some pictures I took the other day. I'm working on that all day, and I look up and I'm just like, man, this this time, and I'm just like, oh, this, let me make this look like this. You just like get into it, you know, and that's yeah. that's good. What yeah. it's about. I sat there and uh yesterday from seven in the morning and when i looked up it was like 10 at night i had i didn't you know i was like yo i haven't eaten i haven't like taken a shower i hadn't done nothing i had been sitting there all day chopping up videos you know just like god damn like i I sat here doing all this shit uploading dropbox taking them from dropbox going on to youtube like it's like i need to uh i need to eat at least yeah I didn't do anything else that day or Saturday. Besides, watch the uh, boxing matches that were on. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, one thing about the um the podcast too, um, ours is more um, subject based. So like, if we have you on, it will probably be for like a specific topic that we'd be able to speak on, like. Um, we cover stuff that's either um, pop culture related or either or either um, like issues that's affecting our community. Like one of our episodes <clears throat> is covering um, the effect of um, single parent households in the black community and kind of the effects that us as adults dealing with 
not only that, because it's actually that and the whole crack era. So we definitely are products of that and just everything that happened around a people parents is not really being, you know, the role models that they should be a and then B just if they were just navigating the world where everything kind of got a little bit upside down for about 15, 20 years or more, really. For those really. Who, who are listening, I come from a single family family household. Uh, I was raised by my mom, my older sister, and my auntie. Um, my mom did the best she could with raising three kids. She, For the most part, she worked all day. And by the time she got home, she cooked. And she went to bed. She didn't have a lot of time for activities or being involved in anything that I liked because she was so busy working. In the process of her working, she was also taking care of my father. Uh, in the process of her taking care of my father, I would hear him in the background when he would talk on the phone to her. He would say some of the nastiest, meanest things to my mother. And she was taking care of him. She bought this man a house and he was talking raggedy and dirty about him. Uh, I share that to say that, you know, I'm still here, 40 years old. You know what I mean? Uh, I could have died several times. My sister can attest to this. There are situations in my life. Uh, I think you too as well can attest to that. There are situations in my life that I've been through that have put me in harm's way quite often. Uh, and I am here to say that I survived, but surviving just isn't a part of it. When you come from a single family uh household there's a lot of things that are missing of course you need a protector in the house which is a male figure to give stability and discipline uh and lead and i didn't have that so um i definitely understand that i definitely understand what the crack era was not necessarily being a kid who uh comes has a lot of family members who did crack but understanding what crack is and how to make crack how to take seven grams and turn it into 28. And for those who don't know what that means, that's making seven grams into an ounce. Uh, understanding all those things, man, uh, the government did a very great job of breaking up our households and taking jobs mm. out of our environment, sending jobs overseas, uh, getting rid of the uh, uh, Detroit power plants and, and all of the jobs that were on the West Coast in Baltimore, uh, where people were having good jobs and the majority of those jobs were for black people. And when those jobs left and the plants left, um, you, you basically just had the ruining of, of great black families that just mm -hmm. sunk into shit. So um, I under, I totally understand that and having subject matter, but for me, the subject matter just free flows. I don't necessarily pick one topic. I just like for things to be mixed up. So, so people just, you know, you jump around and people get a better understanding of how actually smart intellectual and distinguished the people are on my show for sure for sure i was just sharing with the people what our format is because i feel like i we just kind of we talked about it but i didn't really kind of clarify what our show was enough so i just wanted to share that but no definitely um um us going through um living through that time is just it's different man it's and it's it's still crazy now like everything changes you know it's still crazy shit going on now it's not like the drug shit went away oh, no. <laughs> just, 
it didn't go away. You just got more of a, we got more of the drugs now. Mm-hmm. But the crazy to me, the crazy part is the money making that goes on isn't the same. Mm. It's it's not as um, I don't know because I ain't out there. Like I, I'm not I'm not familiar with what's going on, man. Like I, I'm so far removed. I got young homies that talk to me about it, but um, it's not like the era where I grew up in, where guys were making a uh, hundred thousand dollars a day, fifty thousand dollars a day. Oh, that's I mean, it was just it was different back then, man. Like yeah. just whole energy. I mean, they really had some shit that was like people were just straight dumb hooked on stuff. And the people that are, it's not in the same place because now the drug epidemic moves to the suburbs. You well, know, it, it, it's not just that, but books. it's not just that, but I mean you've decimated the black community with heroin and cocaine and right. crack already. So right. there's what not more, much. What can you do? It's already messed up. It's still fiends. You know, you go to the hood, you're going to see some hype. Yeah. Yeah. And now, you know, there are a couple of them that I know they're functioning addicts now. They can get oh, yeah. up, they can get up, go to work, do their job, get high and come home and be okay. You know what I mean? so it's 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 they the the job has been done you 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 sent a lot of us to the graveyard or to the to the jails or whatever it is that they have decided to do so um thank you america so awesome such a great 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 uh program for us here it's great and that and speaking (laughs) on that when you say when you say that the drugs have moved to the suburbs, now they want to call it an opioid crisis. Now it's a problem. Oh, I know. I mean, it's a problem because now it's then you know hit they their back door, so they gotta treat it like a problem and actually give people treatment and not put everybody in jail. You know, because why would they do that to yeah. Becky? You know, they don't want to put her in yeah. jail. Put her in rehab, which is good. We just should have been also given that opportunity. That's the issue. Because I Absolutely. feel like when people speak on it, they almost like, well, what do you want them to do? Now it's like, no, they should be taken care of too. No, we're not saying don't take care of those people. Why couldn't we been taken care of that way? But that was the point. The point was to ruin everything and have everything broken up. It's on purpose. Period. It's never like, no, the fact that they actively were bringing drugs in the country themselves to the point where they got a damn TV show about it and they can't even dispute it because it's true. Not just that, but the fact that the guy that reported, who was one of the reporters that exposed all of this shit, Mm -hmm. shot himself twice in the head. How do you shoot yourself twice in the head, but you killed yourself? <laughs> Figure that one out. Figure that one out. Yeah. Yeah. I think we know the answer, actually. Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm too fucking dumb to, to know anything. So I'm slow too. Yeah, I'm super fucking slow. Um <laughs> Wish I didn't 
so much, man. I could be out here just skipping along. It'd be so fun. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wouldn't it be nice? Oh, fa la la. Doing cartwheels and shit. Yep. You know what's funny? Like, not that I wasn't already there, but I feel like uh, certain books that you gave me pushed me over the edge of all right. Because I already was on the edge of just like, oh, this is some bullshit anyway. So, but I wasn't sure. I was just. Then, let me see. It was two books. No, one somebody else gave me, but you had it. So that made me want it when they gave it to me. But it was uh, Rise of the Fourth Reich, which I read from cover to cover. Because as soon as I started getting into it, I was like, these niggas spitting. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, my homie gave me... um, Behold the Pale Horse, I believe, which you have that as well, which that's what made me be like, oh, shit, I want to read this. And then that shit, I was just like, oh, so they just got aliens and shit. All right, dope. So it was just like, once the, the veil is kind of pulled back, it's, it's, you can't put it back. It's like you saw it now. So here was the thing, though, about revealing it to you. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you were already there, right? So for me, it was just like, okay, I'm, I'm in the shit. Like I have an understanding of what, what some of this stuff is, but there's more to it than you know, and it's a rabbit hole. So how do I introduce it to you without going, hey, this is a rabbit hole that you can go all the way down and you'll never know the end of it all, but. Mm-hmm. the whole the whole purpose of it was just like let me introduce him to it bit by bit because a friend of yours was already giving you information about things it was like all right cool if he's gonna give him that let me give him historic references about certain other things too so he can have understanding of what happened during certain times and places mm-hmm. and give him some better background now we get to this point where bob lazar comes out and says Hey, I am a scientist that worked for the government. They had me working with this orb. The orb had no attachments. It had no battery charge. But when I touched it, it stood up in the air and it floated in the air. It had no exhaust fumes or anything. Hmm. That's um. That sounds like something that we didn't make. <laughs> but it goes back to the book that I had get that behold, oh. the behold the pale horse, right? So it's it's that, and then uh, they later sabotage him and say that he never worked for the government. Um, there's all this information that comes out that he that he shows that happens outside of Area 51 that was recorded, and there was this issue of uh, they released this information of his wife cheating on him to get him to hush up and all this. It's just a crazy situation. And now Commander Fravor comes out and says, "I've been doing missions." Flying across the seas, the the fucking blue seas, um, doing uh, drills and shit in the air. And there is an object that can move from 80,000 feet to 10,000 feet in a second. And can't none of y'all explain it. Okay, yeah. 
That's a lot. See, that's what I'm saying. Once you go down a rabbit hole, it's pretty But this much- is recent. It was on 60 Minutes, and they're now doing – they want the Senate now to speak out and, and tell the truth. Well, well, we know what the truth is, but they're, they're slowly trying to sprinkle the shit on well, to let feel, people know. I feel like it's probably like the most supreme arrogance of humans to think that we are the only – beings that can think in this whole vast universe like we the only ones who then got out of the muck and then got some you know civilizations and built so like nobody figured it out all these planets all these galaxies not just planets whole entire planet systems and those are damn near infinite nowhere And, and that's the thing right there It's just like the grains of sand. There are too many. There is numerous galaxies and universes. And you all can't explain it. So you think that we're the only ones. That would be some crazy shit if we were the only one. Oh, that would be some crazy shit, actually. That would be crazy. That would be crazier than it not being more. (laughs) With just the vastness of it. You know what I'm saying? Billions of, of universes or galaxies billions like how lucky are we that's actually some lonely shit or or how unlucky is earth (laughs) earth is very unlucky to have us or to have some of these other assholes that's on that's on here causing so much bullshit um yeah so commander fravor came out and um there's been a review of the tapes from his uh from the aircraft that he was piloting where he was uh he had his co-pilot actually it was like three a three three pilot mission i think and they were all on board in their different aircrafts and on the camera you can see the the small image go by but it dips out of their radar so quick and he said holy shit did you guys see that and they're all trying to track it and creed every time they lock onto it it moves out, out the way again Oh, yep. Yep. He was on 60 Minutes talking about it. He was also on Joe Rogan's podcast talking about it, too. So hmm. and I was just listening. I just listened. So they might as well just come out and come out and come, come on out and say it. Here's the crazy part that when I asked people this, I was like, hey, do you really think that if aliens came here, we would win? And they think, yeah. OK. So then I try to explain it to them. You think. Another species that came from across the galaxy to here. And we can barely get to the fucking moon. And we're superior. First of all, no, I'm not even about to touch on that. But. (laughs) Right. Like. (laughs) How to get to Earth from wherever the fuck they from, which. It's nowhere near us in terms of the planets that are around us. There is no evidence of any living anything there. We have satellites that that actually went on the surface of some of these planets and have gone into the atmosphere and they can see that it ain't really nothing there, you know. So if somebody comes here, that means they from far away. You think they don't got some type of weapon that a damn near 
we'll try to run at them and they'll just be like, and that's it. Like literally blink and our ass is like dust or some shit. <laughs> and and I, I would I would probably say that they probably don't talk. They're beyond talking because they probably yeah. do think telepathically. Mm-hmm. And and maybe not. I mean, it might not, they might not have to be that level of advanced, but they definitely got weaponry that's more yeah. advanced than what we have. For and, sure. and how crazy or how different would that be for a group of people to come here and be that good and intellectually inclined that they don't need weapons? They just came here as a peacekeeping mission. And then what we would do, we would attack them if they didn't have no weapons because we ain't shit yep (laughs) and then steal their shit and research on it for hundreds of years trying to figure out what to do with it see that's what honestly if we did get into a war or who knows what actually be happening we don't be knowing about who who's to say that this haven't already happened like a ship came with some peaceful aliens we fucked around, did the shit that every movie say we're going to do. We really did it because the shit we do in real life is worse than the movie. So I'm sure if they actually came, they would be like, oh, look at that. They different. <laughs> like, not even let them talk. He was like, if I could just, it, 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 they're trying to talk. I don't know why. <laughs> so say that happened. You know what would actually happen is the motherfucking aliens that are the you know wherever they came from then they would come back here with some weapons and be mad it would be probably us starting some shit yeah not not talking first not communicating first and and, uh, the conversation i've had with someone about this i was like they would have to look us look at us as primitive because we, we we have yet to get off this planet. Like, they would have to think that we're primitive. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I told them, I was like, I think asteroids, some of the asteroids that fly by this planet aren't actually asteroids. This is just my thing. I think they're like ships just going by. And they're like, yo, we don't stop there. We just don't stop there. Just keep going. Huh. We don't stop there. Like, this is like, this is the ghetto of the universe. Like, we don't, we don't stop there. <laughs> earth is very ghetto wouldn't recommend but 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 i'm only saying that because uh i was listening to neil degrasse tyson and he said the debris field in outer space around the planet is ridiculous Mm -hmm. he said it's so much it's it's so much debris because we think that blowing everything up in space will will resolve the problem when it doesn't and it just falls back into the field around the fucking earth and there's just tons of scrap metal and all types of shit just floating around out there. We are like disgusting. So basically, okay, so let me get this straight. We done fucked up Earth. Is 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 plastic all in the ocean, everything all fucked off. And, and I didn't even know this. I actually this is like fucking me up right now. So we have a littered atmosphere like uh gravitational pull around our planet has garbage in it too yep. this is correct neil degrasse tyson was uh he was describing it he said there's a lot he said we need to figure out how 
to collect that stuff. He said, but the only thing is we're going so goddamn fast into space. Like, how do you collect the garbage without, you know, risking someone's life or something like that? So it's 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 crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Oh, Lord. Okay. So, so essentially we could have like rings of earth, like the rings of Saturn, but that would be garbage. Correct. Correct. I'll say it like this. Um, let me see. <clears throat> Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? As of 2019, the U.S. Space Surveillance Network reported nearly 20,000 artificial objects in orbit above the Earth, including 2,218 operational satellites. All right. As I go down further, however, these are just the objects large enough to be tracked. As of January 2019, more than 128 million pieces of debris smaller than one centimeter about 900,000 pieces of debris, one to 10 centimeters, and around 34,000 of pieces larger than 10 centimeters were estimated to be in orbit around the Earth. <laughs> just disgusting, bro. Like, we're, we're just a shitty group of people. Or they are. It's a it's a whole debris field. It's a whole debris field around the earth, basically. These guys, I think he was saying the grass Tyson was Neil deGrasse Tyson was saying that they took something out there and they wanted to blow it up. And he told them, why would you take it out there and blow it up? You're going to have more. You're going to add to it, stupid. Like, why not just keep it on earth and melt it down or break it up? Why are you sending it out there and to blow it up? You know what? It's and I hate to say it, but it's essentially this. We are run by like a bunch of rednecks. Because <laughs> if that's your solution, that sounds very redneckian. It's just like, you know what? Blow it up in space. <laughs> that's what we're gonna do, Jay. Jay, blow it up in space. That's the solution. Get that goddamn rocket. Get that rocket ready right now. Get that damn rocket right there. I tell you what, some bitch. Get that goddamn rocket ready right now. Oh, oh no. That's yep. so weird. <sighs> That's it's ridiculous. So we went we went out in space thinking that we were gonna do something um epic, which we have, but in the end, we've caused so much. Uh, chaos or or pollution around the earth right and Again. now and now elon musk's musk wants to launch a hundred satellites around around the earth orbit yeah a hundred yeah yeah i could be wrong he might he might want to put more out there don't work with all the debris. They gonna run and snap and get fucked up in a few months any damn way. Yeah, but he's smart enough to figure it out. Yeah, he's that's one thing. I wish I was smart enough to buy that damn stock before it was $600 a share. Yeah. <gasps> it was different ones to get into. It was different ones to jump on.
I've got into some good ones, but that one shot up. And it sucks because like when I first got into uh trading, it was it was expensive, but it wasn't like ridiculous yet. I still should have jumped on the thing, but it was it was a lot for me to just had getting into trading. So I was like, oh, that's a lot. I, I don't think I'm gonna get any of that. And then I was just like every day, I was like, well, this went up a hundred dollars. This went up a hundred dollars, it was yeah. up two hundred. I was like, ah! Yeah, <laughs> but, and Bitcoin is decentralized, so you can trade as you please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I, I have a little bit of that, you know. That was another thing. You know, it's fucked up because it's like, and I'm pretty sure because we was in some of the circles, like, we've been knowing about Bitcoin and all that shit since damn that shit came out. It's very frustrating <laughs> to see the work, what is worth and knowing of it when it was basically the same as how Dogecoin is 28, 30 cents a share. And it was less than that before. Like we knew about Bitcoin when it was like that, you know, yeah. and it's just, uh, we could be millionaires, but it's well, fine. It's just one of those things where, you know, <laughs> you, you, it's not a sure thing. You don't necessarily know or, or, you don't know if it's going to be a short thing, and it's really right. just a bet. So, know what it was. <clears throat> I mean, it was so new. Yeah, so I, it is what it is now. Like, I'm not, I'm not mad about it. You know, I know people that are dealing with it and 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 trade and doing all that type of crazy stuff. So, I salute them for for sticking into it. You know, yeah, um, yeah. it's dope, but it sucks when you when you feel like you knew had a kind of a you know. Not inside of knowledge, but at least you was privy to something before other people when you still didn't take, um, you know, take a, a real look at it. But again, yeah. we just, we didn't understand it. It was very new, like the whole concept. Of, I was like, huh? You know, so, you know, it is what it is. How long have you been in uh, Cali now? Um, this, it will be five years in September. Which how is crazy. How you liking this? Um, I love it. It costs too much, but um, I love it. I mean, it, it and it actually motivates you to work harder, which isn't a bad thing. So I kind of use it for that, to be honest. But um, the lifestyle is dope. You know, you mess around and end up at somebody mansion party and you just like oh there's oh, okay we're, we're here now you know like it's very random you know like certain things i've fell into out here some people i've met um it's fun though it's a cool lifestyle out here but okay. um I have been kind of considering relocating, but uh, I will probably do like Texas or something because I don't want to stay in a warm climate because now I'm spoiled now. Yeah, uh, I I understand that. I hear a lot of people are uh, moving themselves from California to Texas, and mm -hmm. they say it's a lot better, you know, for the for the price you get for the land or the house, you know, and the open space you get is a lot better. So I definitely could see that happening. Yeah, my sister's already in Houston. So that's the city that's on my radar. Austin is on my radar. I've been there too. And that was 
very, very fun, very progressive city. I was like pleasantly surprised when I went down there. I was like, oh, this is, this is lit. Hold on, let me watch something that's a little brighter. Are you going to see that um, Snake Eyes movie? You know, they finally made. I made saw it. that. I was like, ah. Uh, so I was like, what? Intriguing. Like, good martial arts right here. I'm intrigued. And I haven't been to the movies in like, I mean, forever, because obviously we couldn't go for a long time. And I actually then, went. There you go. Uh, recently. Mm-hmm. Well, now, I mean, I was just about to say, for me, it hasn't been anything, excuse me, that I wanted to see yet. Now it is. So I'm going to check that out probably. Everything else I did off like HBO Max or Amazon, but I forgot. Was- I forgot what movie I actually went to the theater to see. And I actually enjoyed myself while I was there. Besides mm-hmm. the asshole taking my seat because I was a little late. Um, oh, no. Yeah, he took my seat. But I was just like, you know what? All these white people and me and I'm about to, what I'm about to do, you know, it's just not even. It's not worth it. No. Man. Couldn't even do this right now because you'd be in jail because yeah. of that. And and it, it, was just, it was just going to be like a two piece and a biscuit. You know what I mean? Like real fast. Real fast. And the crazy part about me doing it is he was just going to go out. Like, I was looking at him like, yo, if I do it, you're going to go out. Like, and I won't even get to see anyway. Like, you're going to go to sleep. You're going to go to sleep. There's no point in me doing that. So you can have it, man. So I just went over to the seat that was uh, next uh, next to it or whatever. But Yeah, I'm sure it was, it was plenty of seats. It's just. It was. It's just that I paid for the motherfucking seat. You understand what I'm saying? I wanted that seat specifically. specifically. I chose that motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I also yeah. went to see The Conjuring, the latest one. Uh-huh. It was cool, man. Like, um, it gave me a couple. It gave me a couple chill moments. Like, you know, made the hair stand up on my arms and everything. Some goosebumps. So, you know, That's on HBO Max right now, I was thinking about checking it out. Yeah, I'll tell you the pass. Oh, okay. Uh, what else did I see? Um, oh, away from that, I don't, fuck, fuck the movies. Have you watched Castlevania on Netflix? Yes. Wow. So it's a comic book writer that wrote it. That's why it's pretty dope. It's actually one of the top writers. His name was Warren Ellis. He wrote so many iconic image books and independent books in the 90s and 2000s like he's a beast so soon as i saw his name attached and obviously we grew up playing the video games so once i saw that and then i saw the animation i was like oh yeah well i guess we watching dope. it that shit's dope that one is really good have you seen um invincible um from amazon prime <laughs> yes Yes. That show is something special right there. Yeah, man. Viltrumites are fucking out. Uh, just like nothing to play with, man. And the next the next season is going to be crazy because I had I didn't read the comic book before, but 
I've been kind of, you know, cheating and trying to look in the head to see what's might, you know, is coming up in the storylines just a little bit. And old oh, brother. Yeah. And I don't even think that guy is the strongest one. Oh, he isn't. He isn't. This is just, you know, not spoil it for anybody that watches it that's listening. Oh. But and yeah. it's it's gonna be interesting. Stay tuned. Oh, yes. Watch. There's a general. <laughs> Oh yes, it's gonna get pretty interesting, my man. Should be yeah. fun, but I like the I like the way they did that, man. I've been enjoying. I was enjoying Invincible, man. Mm-hmm. But this uh, is created the Walking Dead, you know. So okay, okay. He's pretty legit. He's pretty legit. What's another one? Have you seen Baki? That is the one with the fighting, right? Um, I think I did. I feel like I've watched so many random animes on um Netflix, and sometimes I don't be watching them. I just be kind of on watching me. So certain ones like Castlevania, I know what's going on, but like Baki, I feel like that was one of them. Oh, this looks cool when I just have it on in the background. I'm drawing yeah. it. Yeah, I had it on, but I was paying attention to it because it was about who wants to be the baddest, toughest, meanest motherfucker on the on the planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. One. And then one guy, one guy was just like, "I don't even want to do it," and someone tried to kick his ass, and he was just like, "Okay." So now I have to go into full full G mode and show you all what what I'm about. So. Um, it's okay. And then his father come to find out the reason why they want to beat his ass so bad is because his father was was a top dog at one point. Oh, okay. I'm gonna go back and pay attention to that one because it looked really cool. That was kind of why I put it on because the animation looked a little different from what I was used to from animes and stuff. Yeah. So I'm a little unique. Give me some ideas, visual. All these huge ass muscles oh, and shit they like. Got. Super Hawks and shit. I was like, oh, okay. I'm trying. What's another good? Um, is it another anime I've been watching that I actually was paying attention to? <laughs> um, not really. I've actually been trying to not watch as much TV, although I have been watching uh, Loki. On I, I haven't started yet. Oh, it's you're gonna like it. The the way that they angled his story is so unpredictable and unique. They definitely did a good job. It's kind of similar to um how WandaVision was this really interesting story structure, but it still brought them to where they needed to go as far as like you know the characters and all that. And Loki's the same way, very cool. Like, I feel like um the Falcon and Winter Soldier was much more straightforward. It wasn't like this weird stories construct. It was just like them fighting the threat. And then they introduced the new Captain America who I already knew was going to become U.S. agent because that's some comic book shit. So I already knew that. I was up. Oh, they're going to make him a U.S. agent. And then when it happened, I was like, see see <laughs> yeah but the way they did one division was just like 
so different. I was just like, man, where, where is this going at? Third, I'm three episodes in. I was like, yo. Right, you don't even know where it's going. Right. That was kind of interesting. I kind of like how they did that as, as a storyteller just because it was unique. It was a very unique story device. Have you seen Love, Death, and Robots? Yes, I saw both seasons. That I, haven't, I haven't seen season two yet. Um, season two was really good. It's a couple live action um, joints in there that they mixed in. One is with Michael B. Jordan. It's actually really dope. Okay. But yeah, the first season had some of my favorite. Um, Yo, that shit was crazy. That first crazy. season. Mm-hmm. Something different have you checked out on Amazon Prime? Tales hmm. from the Loop. And it's based in Chicago? I don't know where it no, it's I don't know where it's based, but I'm, all I'm asking you to do is just I have not even heard of this. Okay. Have you watched it's a show on HBO Max? I think it's on Comedy Central. I think it's called uh Southside. It's uh, set in Chicago. It's so funny. It's silly, okay. though. Okay. I saw it, and I was just like, eh. But I, when I tell you it's set in Chicago, brother, they look like they were shooting around the corner from your mama house. Like, it's like, <laughs> like, like in the hood, like in the hood. And it's like not fake looking. Like, you know how sometimes you be like, oh, yeah, you be in Chicago. Okay. Like, no. I, like, I know that. I've seen that bomb before that's walking past. Like It's like that level of authentic. So okay. it's fun. I think being from Chicago, you'll like it more than the average person, I think, because you're going to get the jokes even that much more because it's super specific to us. Okay. Okay. I have to, so. I have to, I have to look into that. Um, but check out Tales from the Loop and let me know what you think. All right. The other one is um, a little bit more serious. It's called Zero Zero Zero. Have you seen that? Mm-mm. What is that one about? Or what is it? Genre? So, what? Uh, drama, or should I say, suspense? It's okay. Suspense. It's live. Um, not so much a lot of action. It's no basically- live live action it's not animated right oh yeah 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 no 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 animation like it's, oh. it's real real people um okay. and what happens is this family wants to do one more last deal um as uh the purveyors and suppliers and distributors of uh heroin and they get ripped off by someone within the family oh shit and they show you how it goes down on their level at the top. Hmm. Yep. I enjoyed it. Okay. That sounds kind of dope. Okay. I like that. <laughs> I sat there was like, whoa, okay, cool. 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 Cause you know, there's always that snake in the grass that want to take over the family and he want to be the big boss man and everything. Mm-hmm. And he gotta get enough people involved. So I'll tell you this one part on one of the episodes. The guy was sitting in a chair, getting shaved up. Mm-hmm. And he was talking to him. He's like, I hear you want to take over the family. He's like, oh, you know, um, um, it's just, you know, I feel like things could be different if it was my time. And he's shaving him. He tells you, you never go against the family as he's cutting them. And the guy stops like, and he tells him, I'm not going to kill you. 
I'm just letting you know you're playing a very dangerous game. I want in, though. And he tells him, like, I want to be a part of it. I was like, holy shit. He could have ended that man's life. You know what I mean? But afterwards, it, it starts to unfoil and everything. But he told him, like, yo, if you're playing, you know, you got to play to win because your family, you know, you know, they're, 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 they're gangsters. Like, they, they didn't make it this far. So he tells him on one of the episodes, he tells him, so you think your granddaddy made it this far by being a nice guy? He said, your granddad is t- still here. Your, your daddy isn't. You know, you think he made it this far by being a nice guy? You really think so, huh? He's like, be careful because you're, you're playing with a very dangerous man. And if he finds out, your, your grandfather won't have no remorse against you. You know what I mean? Like, he'll kill you like he'll kill anybody else. And you just got to gotta check it out. You got to check it out. I'm going to check it out. And it was on what channel? Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Okay, I, I definitely have that. Oh, yes, sir. Got to have oh, that one, Pimp. Shit. Gotta have that one. I mean, I use it for, um, I can write it off because I use it for my business since okay. I have, you know, I have stuff shipped through them for my business all the time. So do like these these um other ones be doing, you know, I ain't going to say it, but we writing everything off. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Have a nice little dinner and a nice outing and call it what it is. That's the way to do it. Mm-hmm. That's the way to do it. Um, there's another, there's probably another one or two shows I can't remember that I good. Um, since I come home more now and I do this, or I just want to relax, you know, I, I tend to just like trying to find something that's um that that's pleasing to the eyes or whatever um yeah 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 because sometimes you're not necessarily locked in paying attention you just have you want something inspiring in the yeah. background you know what i watch a lot of but i pay attention to because it it's ridiculous but sometimes i just watch the reruns is uh excuse me uh rick and morty that's the one that's the that- one you watched the new episode for season five. It just came on yesterday. No, I haven't watched it yet. Oh Lord! Um, but they drop gems right while you while they're doing all that bullshit. They drop gems right on you. Boom! Oh, no, it be smart shit in it all the time. But this particular, like it, it just trips me out how every because I watch every season. I literally went back watch every single one. And this new episode, it topped every gross ass thing they did. And I'm like, how do you, you have four seasons of gross shit and you just make some new gross shit to top that like. The dragons that love to fuck, suck and eat butt. (laughs) That shit was hilarious. That was hilarious. (laughs) I wasn't ready at all. (laughs) I was not ready, sir. Dude, I was sitting here and I'm like, I'm about to, you know, give myself an elevated mind spa. So I'm getting ready to, you know, get to it. He said, we're the dragons that, you know, love to fuck, suck, suck and eat. But I said, I'm done. I put everything down. I was like, I'm out. I'm out. I'm just going to sit here and just chill out. I'm done. I'm tapping out. The other show that they did, uh, Solar Opposites, was pretty cool too. I enjoyed. It. Really, I 
watch that. I kept hearing, see, you about the first person that said the shit was good. Everybody else be shitting on it. So oh, that man. shit was, it had me laughing. Uh, okay, me I'll, laughing. I, I'll watch it. Um, Trying to think. Um, Other media that oh you know what uh we i'm surprised we haven't talked about this yet um you've been keeping up with these uh playoffs these nba playoffs 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 man listen this young devin this devin booker kid man Oh, yeah, he's out here. Hopefully, he knocked these stupid Clippers on off. Like, I really was irritated that they got past Utah, but. Did they play today? Yeah. Uh, no, I think there's no games tonight because okay. I looked. Um, and Brooklyn not getting past the Bucks. That was surprising. Um, it wasn't surprising to me at all. It it was and it wasn't because the way the series was looking, it looked like they was probably just going to pull it out at the end. They almost had it, but, they, you know, they got it together. So now the interesting thing is I just feel like Atlanta or Philly wasn't really going to have no answer for the Bucks anyway. So now I just feel like they're going to run. They're going to probably sweep them. I feel like the next team they play, they're going to sweep them. Well, the thing for me was that when you watch the 76ers, Ben Simmons does absolutely, at least to me, he does absolutely nothing. He just takes up space. And for him to be a 6'11", 240-pound point guard, it didn't make any sense. Like, you can't score. You, 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 can't, you can't hit a 15-foot jump shot, 17-foot jump shot. You can't even play with your, your back to the basket. He was passing up layups yesterday. Layups. Yeah. The shit that he can do. Yeah. But that lets, like, that, bro, that lets you know that he's not dialed in all the way. Nah, he's not. He know he ain't. Because it don't make no sense. Because I can't. It's no way in hell this nigga is in practice every day not hitting no shots. You know he hitting shots in practice. It'd be motherfuckers like that that'll get out in the game and then can't hit. So, but it's, it's also guys like him that go to the gym and don't really work on a jump shot. Mm, yeah, and that's also true. And it, it's, it's also guys like him that, that go to the gym and they don't work on free throws. So they can't step to the line and just go, all right, cool. I've done this 10,000 times. They don't go to the line like that. They go to the line like, fuck, I ain't practiced this. Look at Giannis. Giannis is taking like 15 seconds to shoot a fucking free throw. They actually blew the whistle on him like what two or three games ago for yeah. taking 10 seconds. I know, I know. I love it. I was like, yeah, get this motherfucker. Get he, on my nerve. He about to top out too. He about to reach his level. Because I don't if he doesn't go talk to Hakeem and uh, Patrick Ewan or somebody and work yeah. on an actual jump shot, it's a wrap for the kid. He's yeah. done. Yeah, because if he get hurt, hurt, he is worthless. You got to have a J. That's why Kevin Durant was able to come back because that motherfucker, whoo. Hey, you can say what you want to say, but that motherfucker, that, he, he, he definitely reminded people what it was a little bit in this series. If, whatever did. you say about him negatively, like that game five, I was just like, oh, that nigga can play basketball real, real good. Oh, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. 
No, he can play basketball. I give him all the props in the world as far as playing basketball, but I just don't see him as that dude. I, I just, you know, if you were ever that dude, why would you have left OKC? Um, so that's 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 me. That's me, though. I, I know I'm nobody, but um, mm-hmm. if you were that good, you know, you wouldn't be out of the playoffs right now. So, um yeah, well, even if some, even if it was just an inch or two that he was, you know, with that last shot that he took, you know, but I mean, it's it's good to see um, the Suns going far. I hope CP three gets a play. This little COVID shit is is whack, you know, the law things to keep him from playing when he almost there. But low key, if they could hold it down a couple more games, he come back game five or six, whatever, you know, if they fuck around and win one, I I, I can't see them sweeping. But I mean, they could because you know. They are the Clippers. I, I really hate that team. I, what I want to happen, I want Bomber, but he not because he actually about he renovating the forum right now so they could have their own stadium. Which that part that would make me feel somewhat better because I just hate going to Staples Center and it be a Clippers game. I'm like, why are you here? Why are you here? This is the Lakers' house. Why are you here? Like, I'm sorry, man. I, I think he should also change the, the name of the team, too. Honestly, he should move them to Seattle and turn them into the Seattle Supersonics and act like the Clippers never existed. That would be the perfect solution, but they're not going to do that. <laughs> no, L.A. is a prime place to be, but I, I would just say, man, just change, just change the name, man. That would help them, I think. They probably will win that very year. Just get that curse of that whackness off of them. Just change the name to something uh, more significant and, and that matters and something new and fresh. Just to get rid of that stench, man, and that stink. Just get, the, Clippers, just get it all. Because Clippers came from San Diego, and that's a sailboat. Which we not even known for that, really. For real, I mean, we have those though too. I did see some yesterday. I don't know. The Clippers suck. It's the Lakers town. They fucked up because they didn't have the depth. So and people got hurt at the wrong time. At the wrong that, time. That, you um, know what? If I would have made a bet with uh, with one of my buddies, I would have won because I told him I don't think that. Uh, Kawhi would play uh, the majority of the playoffs or, or the more, most important games. I would have won that bet. That's happening. That's I would have won happening. that bet. And this was a guy that crowned himself the king of L.A. Good job, bro. He's so weak. Good job, bro. I, I mean, he, I, he does I, a decent job. I like Kawhi. Hmm? I like Kawhi, but I don't like Kawhi at the same time. It's like certain elements to his his – actually, you know what? It's his game. I like his game completely. I just don't like his personality because I feel like he wants to be the number one, but you can't because you're not a good communicator. So you can't just from that aspect, you kind of put yourself in a box of being a number two guy, but you don't want to admit it. It's not just a commun- communication. It's just a fact that Here's a guy that wants to be that guy, and he doesn't play the majority of the games. And that's the other part. It's like 
he wants to be treated like the Michael Jordans and all of these people of the past. Them motherfuckers paid every motherfucking game. Mike, he have a shoe that they call the flu game because he played with the motherfucking flu. It was literally getting carried to the bench in between plays and then coming out and dropping threes and daggers on the Utah Jazz in between being sick. Are you kidding? This month, like, they don't build them like that no more. I remember when um, Gordon Hayward got sick and tried to play, and he could play for, like, two minutes and sat down? I was like, see? You ain't built for that shit. <laughs> what? Everybody not like Mike, man. Mike was different, man. That whole era was different. Oh, yeah, they was warriors. Yeah, these motherfuckers now, man, they get they get they get fouled. You know, that's the end of it. You know, they need to go sit out. You know, they need oxygen after somebody to (laughs) elbow them. You know, it's a totally different era. You know, I was watching uh, was that that clip of uh, they were showing Kobe Mm -hmm. when the Lakers had won a game after they had they had went on like a losing streak of like eight games. And they mm-hmm. showed it to him, and he was just sitting there looking at the TV. And it was like, Kobe, what do you think? And he was like, why are they celebrating? They won one game. And the motherfuckers was jumping up, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was just like. <sighs> I remember that. That was like right after Shaq, and he was kind of by himself. And that was. No, it was toward the end. It was toward the end. With D'Angelo Russell and all those guys. Oh, oh, that thing. Oh, I thought it was back. Oh, because I, I remember. Oh, no. Now I remember what you're talking about. Because I remember after Shaq, they had a period where they was kind of put, putting along. And he had some teams that was getting too happy over a little wins. He'd just be like, okay. But that's what made me like him more. Like, that's why I was just like, you know what? Okay, Kobe, I guess you my dude now since Mike is gone. It's the closest to Mike I got is your ass because you yeah. play just like it, so yeah. fuck it. Yeah, now nah, Kobe had it like he 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 went into that into that mastermind mode where it where it was uh I have to do this over and over again and I have to be the best. If you see me in the gym working out. I have to have already been there for two hours just because you. I know mm-hmm. you're coming in there. And one of the basketball players said that. He said, I came to the gym before Kobe did, and I worked out, and I left. When I left, he was still in there. Mm-hmm. So I, I asked the trainer how long did he stay. He said, Kobe stayed like two extra hours after you left. Because he was mad that you beat him there. Not just that, but he said the next day, he said, I went back at the same time. Kobe had already been there an hour and a half working out ahead of me and left the same time the previous day i was like god damn and he was just like he said that just lets you know how how kobe felt you know about being you know some anybody ever getting the best up on you know Mm -hmm. there was no one up on kobe and and, and with with top competitors like that with him and kg and guys like that they had to be they had to be the best they had to strive for for a certain level of consistency and, and and will and determination that nobody else could get because they knew in the end that would get them over the hill. Mm-hmm. And now you look at these guys and, and while they may be t- talented, I say this all the time from being in a boxing gym, 
hard work beats talent and talent refuses to work hard. You know what I mean? If mm-hmm. you're not going to take the proper steps to get better and, and, and be healthy, LeBron spent what a million dollars on his body to stay healthy every year. And now mm-hmm. we see him finally starting to break down. Finally. In year 30. 18. And he's still going to be good next season. All that what they just need to get him a better team because he can't do yeah, all he, he can't, can't show the all the stuff he's been doing. Yeah, they gotta you know what though, man? After this last playoff and the way it went, and now either way other teams have been, you know, fucking up because you know a lot of people about to make some changes. Um, I could see Damian Lillard on the Lakers real easy. I could see it. Nah, they would give up too much for Dame, man. Hmm. They would have to give up too much. Hmm, we'll see. Uh, I, I I think that would be dope, but uh, you know what? I I'll be you'd be surprised what happens when they be determined for some shit to happen. Because I didn't think they was gonna be able to get Anthony Davis. They just actually did have some assets at the time to make it happen, you know, and. So far, that trade seemed like it was, you know, it's working out for everybody because B.I. has been doing good with um, the Pelicans. I just feel like... He would have been better if he would have been in with the with the, with the Lakers, though. Yeah, he sh- I wish he, we could have kept him some kind of way. And but see, that's the thing about it. Guys like him, like, they have to stand around and watch LeBron do, do what LeBron does. And it's kind of like, well, where, where do I fit in? How do I fit in? If my game is slashing... And that's right. the that's the that's the the basis of LeBron's game. Like I can't I can't get to the lane, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't even understand what Cal Kuzma is over there doing. Like, how do you have LeBron? You're the number three option. You have room to make mistakes. You have plenty of room to make mistakes. This is your time to be Kobe. This is your time to be a young Kobe Bryant and figure it out as you go along. He's fucking up right now. Yeah, supremely. He could really be like I, I could see him get moved in the offseason for sure, for yeah. sure. Yeah, but like I said, man, who who wants to take these guys and and if they have big contracts, who who wants to eat up those mm-hmm. contracts? Isn't that crazy? So they should be able to move him pretty easily. Um, but I don't know, man. Something gonna happen because um as it is right now. Um. Yeah. Let's <laughs> take look over at the Bulls and go, Yo, Zach Levine, you want to come over here? Shit, I don't want him to lead the Bulls though, because now they finally starting to put something together. Finally, because we got a decent coach, we got some good little young players. We just need to get a good free agent in there, and then we'll be good. And who's coming to the Bulls? Aha. <sighs> uh-huh. Aha, uh-huh. the curse of Michael Jordan lives on, pimp. <laughs> Stop it. They're gonna be good again. Shit. Nah. <sighs> it's a wrap for that. Uh, the curse of that, Michael. Man. The curse of Michael Jeffrey Jordan lives on, bro. The curse of Michael Jeffrey Jordan lives on. That's a fact. Zach Levine gonna end up getting out of here on a trade. He gonna end up in Portland or, or on the Lakers or some shit. 
I mean, if he went to the Lakers, I wouldn't be as mad because that's my other team. But if he went anywhere else, I would be pretty pissed. I wouldn't be surprised if um, Ben Simmons ends up in Portland. I wouldn't be surprised. I definitely see that because they gonna be now the Sixers will be trying to get Damian Lillard for real, for real. Like if he nigga. Like he probably, look, he was probably watching the games. Like that's the team I should be on because we would have won. Because he, Damian Lillard versus motherfucking Trey Young. Oh my god, he man, that little boy would have been crying. Sorry, and you don't and shit, but you can't do shit with big game Dane at uh-huh. all, at all. No, you can't do nothing with logo Lillard. Oh man, that and, shit. Um, was- and then having yeah. Tobias Harris to pass to, who's a three point shooter too. That's just like it. He, that's right there. He got you another CJ. Boom. Because CJ McCullough is about as good as a Tobias Harris. So mm-hmm. that's, and then you got Embiid, though. Not no, just a CJ McCullough. You got him. Embiid was over, over yeah. with. Because when, uh, what's the name before his dumb ass had to stay, they probably could have won something. Uh, Aldridge, soon as he should have been staying, he left. We went there and was stinking it up in damn Utah and shit or uh no San Antonio. He did all right in San Antonio. They he just didn't just they just was they were done winning championships basically. And he should have stayed with that young gun that he had that was on the upswing. Cause when you look at it, it's so many games that they would have won if they had a him. <laughs> yeah, because but, what he thought was that they were gonna turn the team over to Dame and get rid of him. When in actuality, they just wanted to build they around need- Dame and keep him around. And he thought right. going to San Antonio, he could step in for Tim Duncan and be that guy. Mm. Well, see how that worked out. Yeah, it didn't work at all. Yeah, Tim. Didn't work at damn all, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> no, but what what books you been reading lately, man? Uh, what have I read? Okay, I read um, The Power Broke. Which was uh do the Fubu nigga? Um, the Fubu nigga. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's his name? David John. That's his name from uh, Shark Tank and shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I read that. Oh I read, um, <laughs> you know me, man. I'm gonna just say, uh, come on, man. You can't get up from your seat like that, man. I know. I needed to get this book. Real quick. Okay. Uh, fact. Uh, fact. Fact told him. Fact told him. This is pretty good. Um. The ending wasn't what have you read this one before? Mm-mm. Um, it's a novel, but the ending wasn't what I thought it was gonna be because it was kind of like day-to-day life with some dude in the um what time frame was I think it was the 30, no 50s, 50s, yes, it was in the 50s. And <laughs> what you still laughing about me calling him the fool nigga. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> what? I'm crying, man. Uh, okay, you know it was coming, man. You know I'd just be saying anything. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> That's a great way to uh great way to go to bed, man. You know, the fubu nigga. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I mean, that's how people remember. you know, well from our generation, we saying when we like do do made fubu. So, you know. Yo, so uh, away from that. I know you don't pay much attention to boxing, but did you hear that mm-hmm. one of the boxers said that uh, it's a black boxer? Mm-hmm. He said that race doesn't matter. Uh, yes, I think I saw a video of uh, Deontay Wilder speaking on it, and I had I didn't see the the actual person say it though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. He didn't got hit in the head one too many times, huh? No, nah, well, he's been getting hit in the head because it's uh, you know, he came out later on and said that I made a mistake and that's not what I meant. So he said in that fight, in that particular fight, uh, between those two guys in the second fight, race doesn't matter, the skill mattered. That's what he meant to say. Mm, okay, I, I guess. I mean, I I could see what if if that was the context that it was meant to be said, and I guess I could see it, but. People be worrying shit wrong. And then... All the time. I, I do it too. But the thing about it was, why would you go on somebody else's live feed and then do that? Like you did that. on To me, you, you had a purpose for doing that. You know, you wanted to draw attention away from the actual, from the actual fight and you wanted to keep up, you want to kick up dust. But I think there might be some animosity between those two. Uh, something might be going on where, where it's something going on behind the scenes or whatever. I don't know. But um mm-hmm. uh, the fact that he came out and, and re- recanted or he spoke broad, broader on it and gave mm-hmm. more more detail and went in depth about it is fine with me. Because he has to understand that boxing, I mean, not boxing, he has to understand that race does matter because oh yeah, <clears throat> he didn't get one of the biggest fights in the world against one of the biggest fighters in the world because of his race. Not just his race, but because you are an elite boxer and black. Mm. And that guy wasn't going to fight you. He'll fight guys that he know he can beat, but he's not going to fight no elite fighter, you know? So when you say race don't matter, you have to be very aware of what you're saying. Um, it always matters. And it, it's matter for a very long time. It's matter mm-hmm. when these guys go in the ring and cheat and they're able to get away with it. No one says anything about it. So I just brought that up to, to throw that out there. Um, it's just one of those things that we constantly deal with, whether we're in the workplace or whether we've been, pulled over by police officers where we get mm. loan, whether we try to get loans from the bank you know what i mean or open up businesses and they looking at us like what your black ass doing in here you know what i mean owning property and things like that so because mm-hmm. i know you know i've experienced it you've experienced it um I, I remember even going for a job once upon a time and based on my name you wouldn't think that you're going to go see a black guy and when I came, when a guy came out to do the interview, I read his lips and he was like, I thought, I thought it was, a, I thought he was going to be, I didn't know he was going to be black or something like that. I read his lips and that's what he was saying. So needless to say, I didn't get the interview. I mean, I didn't get the job, but you know, 
I was already screwed from 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 day one. And for those who don't believe that race doesn't matter, take it off of uh, all of your curriculum. Take it off. Take it off of job applications. Take it off of everything. If if race doesn't matter, just take it off. Just take it off. If race doesn't matter, just take this shit off. You know it matters because you're keeping numbers. You're keeping tabs on numbers. Yeah. Take it off. And to all the assholes out there who say stupid shit like, I don't see race. Eat a dick. Eat a dick. That's another way of saying you don't want to deal with it. Oh, that's all that means. Because that's the easy way out. The easy way out. I say that, I'm just like, oh, okay. Like, you're one of them. One of them. And one thing I will say um, about California, just to come back to that, and then in regards to this part of the conversation, like, it's a lot of white people that get it, like, get it in terms of, like, knowing that, yo, we was on bullshit and we need to change this the way we do things for things to go forward in a positive way because... What shit going now? <laughs> mm. It's it's people know, people know. Like <clears throat> the other thing that they were saying, uh, blue lives matter. Hey man, blue lives is a fucking uniform. That's a cop who can take his uniform off. This is my skin. I walk around with this every day. I don't take this off. I love this skin. I love how beautiful it looks on me. I love it. I love everything about it. I love where it came from and everything that it's been through. And I can't take this out. That Blue Lives Matter bullshit, it, it, it is bullshit because it has nothing to do with a, a specific group of people. And it's a it's a it's a misdirect. You know, you're taken away from the actual. Say what? It's a cop out. I mean, yeah. unintended. <laughs> unintended. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and what was the other one that they were using? Oh, so stop the Asian hate. Right. They got a bill passed. Salute to all the Asians out there. Yeah, I got a bill passed. Because there's no, because this is the thing, and, and I feel like when other races, particularly Black people, bring that up, it's like we didn't want them to get the support that they got. We want you to, but we needed it. We've been needing those type of bills passed. And the fact that y'all barely had a few weeks of incidents when we didn't had generations and nothing has happened. That's just like almost, that's not even almost, that is definitely a slap in the face. Like ain't even a slap in the face. It's a reminder of what Mm -hmm. racism is. It's it's always Mm -hmm. a reminder. We're going to always keep our, uh, keep y'all, keep our foot on y'all next. This is a reminder. We will pass this bill for the Asians, but fuck y'all. Yeah. Fuck y'all. We're going to tell you, fuck you at every fucking turn that we can. And they did it again. Mm-hmm. And they did it again. That's all it was. That's all it was. So to anybody talking about all lives matter, show me. Telling me that, you know, um, uh, I don't see color. Show me. Put this dick in your mouth. You know, just show me. Uh... <laughs> well, you know. Have some lovely, lovely people that will just do just that. But um, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, it is, man. It is. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just appreciative, appreciative of the knowledge I've had. You know, the books I've read and and all the progression I've been able to uh, accomplish, and all the good people that I've been able to associate with, rather no matter what race or nation that they are. 
stand with or stand behind. It's just the bullshit that we deal with in everyday life, man. People don't understand it. And then when you try to explain it to them, they want to like hush you for it. Like, why well, ask me if you if you then want to turn around and tell me, you know what, I don't want to hear that. Can we change the subject, please? Like, I don't want to talk about that right now. Yeah, I mean, just hard. Yeah. Hard to talk about because it's hard going into a situation knowing that you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going to always be wrong. Like, 90% of the time, you know, when dealing with some actions of the past with them, they was the wrongdoer. Yeah. And, you know, all their ancestors have to deal with that. And, you know, the ones who have some conscience to them, they're the ones who got all the white guilt. But even within that, it's a lot of times... <clears throat> Is it feels like it's not sincere? Some people it is, some people it's not. But definitely, I I, I get that vibe too. It's like you could say what you want to say, but your actions really show what it yeah. really is. Yeah. Really feel about something. And so, a lot of cert, certain ones, uh, certain groups of individuals think that they can hide their racism. It's racism, and it's like mm -hmm. I'm black. Like I I know what a racist you know is like. I, I'm I'm black. You don't think I can I can see you? Like I'm looking at you and I can tell by your actions what you are. Like we can mm -hmm. look at you and see that shit. Like we know what it is. We recognize it. I have to switch topics. I want to ask you something else. How did you go from from Exodus Studios to Architects of Mars? Um, in terms of what, like, um, are you marketing both brands or did you, uh, dissolve oh, no, one and <laughs> different things? I mean, our Exodus studios is media, film, you know, film, okay. Photography uh, design and their architects of Mars is just the clothing line. You know, that's all that, that not just, um, you know, I, at one point I was toying with using it for everything, but it just, you can't use that. You got to make some type of separation for brands, especially when it's like completely different arenas. So it's a different entity. So that's all. How long have you been doing Architects of Mars? Uh, Architects of Mars has been in, in available for purchase in existence since 2018. Okay. okay. So... Give it all the info for the site. All right. Uh, Architects of Mars is um, www.architectsofmars.com. We have our current uh, summer collection of, we just dropped, um, we are dropping rather um, some, how, do, how can I say it? They are um, convertible infinity scars. Um, I love scarves. That's something that I've always incorporated into my wardrobe. So that was something I wanted to create for my brand. And we also have tons of graphic tees, hats, a lot of cool stuff. Um, our aesthetic is um, historical. Um, it's otherworldly because of the the mars aspect is all about creation it's all about um thinking differently um 
moving differently than other people. That's always what I'm trying to do is be unique. So that's anything with having to do with any endeavor that I do, I'm trying to be different. So that is what Architects of Mars is about. That's what I'm about. Are there any designers that you draw inspiration from? Um, one of my biggest inspirations is actually Ralph Lauren, like grew up a low head. Definitely. Um, I'm not trying to copy that, but it's definitely the aesthetic of creating a whole lifestyle around a concept is, is what I'm trying to do is like what Ralph did with the American heritage thing that's basically his aesthetic is this americana and flipping it in different ways every season like but if you notice his line and his pieces you could take something you could get a polo joint from like the 80s and rock it right now people gonna be on your dick because it's just classic like he made timeless pieces like that's what i'm trying to do create timeless pieces like that's what my biggest inspiration has been in fashion is things that are timeless, always about making something that's going to last. Like I'm not really a trend chaser and that's never been what I've wanted to do. Have you gotten to the point where you are going to do uh, polos? Um, You know, I'm trying to think of a way to do it that would be unique. Like until I can, I don't want to just get a blank and put a logo on the, the chest. Like I want to really actually create a different silhouette. So until I feel like I perfected the shape of something that I want to do, which I've been sketching some stuff. Like I've definitely been playing with that, those concepts, but my, aesthetic is to take on a classic american thing and flip it in a different way like everybody we've been using scarves forever but nobody has used it in a way to have a zipper and turn it into a convertible infinity scarf or you can wear it as a regular scarf it has like a hidden pocket so you can like stash stuff in it like the whole way that i'm thinking about that product is trying to innovate and do it a different way so when i do a polo it's not gonna look like the typical polo it's gonna obviously be based on that and have elements but i'm definitely gonna do something to it to make it be unique to architects of mars so that's that's coming soon the next thing i think i'm gonna do is actually some type of vest that's what i've been uh toying with right now so that'll probably be the next original cutting song piece outside of the scarves excellent but now we got tees we got hats and then we got the scarves you say you got tees mm -hmm. hats and then mm -hmm. scarves okay okay yes sir and then as far as your uh video side your visuals mm -hmm. give out that media um, that's Exodus Studios on IG, Twitter. The website is exodusstudios.com. We're going to um, put the link in the, in the description because the spelling is a little different. So I don't even want to 
it'll sound confusing almost if I spell it out. So you kind of need to see it. But it's ExodusStudios.com and all social media is Exodus Studios. You can find me anywhere with that. Word, Big Bird. Um, what are your biggest inspirations when it comes to uh, drawing? Oh, man. Um, comics. Like, I always grew up on comics. I was, like, my biggest inspiration. Comics and movies. Like, I would go to the movies and want to draw a whole comic book story based on the idea I got from the movies or... I get a comic book by one of my favorite artists, like Todd McFarlane, who created Spawn, or Jim Lee, who was like one of the biggest artists on X-Men in the 80s and 90s, and created Wildcats, and drew Batman for a while. Um, so many artists. I could just all day just name artists that inspire me. Frank Cho, um, Man, so many. Like anybody, like Disney. I'm super inspired by Disney style animation. Like, uh, like J. Scott Campbell is the artist who kind of was that type of uh, inspiration too. I could see that in his art, but all that type of stuff inspired my art. And have you seen? Mine too. Say it again. Say that last part again. And inspires my mind too. Just all of those elements. Have you seen? Uh, uh animation called cannonball buster yes yes i saw that it is um on netflix and the cool thing about that is an anime but the director is a black dude of course that's why i brought him up right yeah i love that one yeah did you see yasuke yasuke uh i watched the first episode um I've just been busy. It's not have not wanting to finish watching it. It's just like so many shows, and so much actual work to do. So yeah, and and the work comes first. The work comes first. All day. The work comes first. This but is me working right now. That was dope. Like I've been uh, one of my friends, um, Robin. He was obsessed with anything Asian, ninja, anything. He told me about a black samurai, black ninja in Japan, like 15 years ago. So I've been privy to this person, but the show is a lot of mystical and um, fantasy elements. So it's not like the real account of that person, but it's based off of him. So that's cool. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. Um, it's, it's been pretty decent to check out. Um, the 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 fantasy element of it has added an extra layer <clears throat> even though sometimes i feel like it is far-fetched but um yeah, I, I enjoy it for what it is speaking of um animation is actually from the same studio i think that uh worked on that um they are bringing he-man back interesting and- gonna be that same studio that did um castlevania the animation so it's about to look crazy and kevin smith is uh writing it okay okay cool believe it's coming out in july it's coming out in the middle of july so soon more 80s goodness for the old niggas (laughs) when you when you're doing your art um Mm -hmm. 
I forgot what the question I was going to ask you. Do you have a separate style from from most from most artists that you do you have a signature style, I should say? Oh, I think so. Um, I also sometimes just adapt my style to the, the vibe of like a project that I'm working on. But I think generally I have like a very comic book animation inspired style. I definitely always, um, I guess from not being represented in comics as much and cartoons, being a black person, like I always drew my characters very African-American looking, very ethnic looking, you know? So that's a big part of my style, just like trying to have accuracy when I'm depicting different um, cultures. Cause even when I draw, you know, Caucasians, Asians, Latinos, like I literally get references so I can correctly do it. Like I'm always like conscious of that. And I just, it's not like a style like anime where it's very much, you could basically just color the person a certain color and say they whatever, because they're not really putting that type of detail into the features. But I've always been into that. So that's big for me, just representing characters in like the most accurate way possible, but still maintaining like the fun bounciness of animation like Disney that's why I keep going back to like mentioning Disney as an inspiration because that's what keeps it fun like still injecting the animation feel to it but still being accurate with the way you are depicting everyone okay um have you done a project where you've used uh your artistry as far as your pen or, or comic book or not comic book computer graphics and using photography or video videography work have you done anything like that where you've meshed them together um more so with my clothing line i've um been able to um bring my illustration into it more so um sometimes on a couple video projects i've done just a few like effects that maybe would look like a, a quick scribble on top of something or something simple but as far as um art in that medium not yet it's coming though because a uh, big element of um culture for, sorry i was trying to keep this with some type of light um a big element of culture foolishness is uh, the episodes will be animated. We're animating the episodes once instead of doing just like how with this, I'm sure you're going to probably post this on YouTube just as like us, you know, talking on the video, like I'm going to take that content and then use that to make animations out of it after the fact. But I don't want to get too much in detail with it because it's kind of like, a little original way I'm kind of flipping it. So I want to kind of surprise everybody once it comes out visually, but that's going to be my big kind of, I don't know. I mean, I've, like I said, I've been showing my art through my clothing line, but I think with my uh, media, I've been kind of almost keeping that in my back pocket for a long time. So sounds like something I'm thinking about doing or have done. 
Mm, okay, we might have to discuss off, 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 uh, off the show for a couple minutes once we're done. But yep. uh, I, I've yeah. sat around and played around with it. I've played around yeah, with word. it. Word, that's yeah. what's up for certain boxing episodes. I played around with it. Mm. Yeah. I'm, intri- I'm intrigued. Okay, <laughs> okay. that's yeah. what's up. I'm a little bit of a creative person. I, I used to be able to do some of that stuff. So every now and then a little spark pops up. You know, I'm I know that you could draw. So every time that you be acting like you can or be all acting funny, I'll be like, you better do your shit, man. It's oh, not acting, got- it's not acting funny. It's just the fact that, <laughs> you know, once I kind of like moved moved on from that. I didn't see no need to go back and try it out or do it. And it's, you know, um, anytime I tried to pick up a pen or, or be active in it, it's just never, it's just never. <laughs> doesn't come to you. It just never bear no fruit. It's never just giving me anything. And the stuff that it has given me isn't stuff that I, I go, oh, you know, this is what will keep me coming back to it. But um, mm-hmm. it's nothing, you know. Yeah. Well, it's there. You got the talent for a reason. So even just from a perspective of working with another artist and knowing exactly how to describe something or knowing exactly what you want, it's just easier. Just yeah. being at that language. So being visual, I I, I can I, I I do a good job of that. Mm-hmm. So I know you do, man. I'm intrigued to see these boxing animations, though. I want to see that. That's going to be interesting. It, it'll take some work. Um, I, I, I played around with it, you know, so mm-hmm. I played around with it. But, mm-hmm. hey, man, I'm going to go ahead and end this episode. We are on two hours. Oh, yeah, definitely. We are on two hours. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Carl Reed of Exodus Studios, owner of Architects of Mars Clothing. I am the guy saying fuck you and good night. <laughs> Peace, my bro. We good, man. It's off. It's All off. Right. Oh, that was good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I got more serious toward the end. Yeah. Well, I hope I got I wasn't too weird. I'm still trying to get used to like I, I know I Bumbling up a couple times, but that's conversation you're gonna bumble up. But the Fubu nigga, come on, <laughs> put that in there. That's gonna be a sound bite right there. Oh, I'm keeping it. I'm keeping <laughs> it. I'm keeping it. That stays. That stays. I was like the Fubu nigga. <laughs> what? Do you still drink Fosters, man? Yep. Remember when I, I bought that shit home? I was like, yo, this is a big ass can. Wait, what is is my shit recording this or what? I don't know. You let me know. Uh, it recorded. It's saying record in the corner on my phone. Did it? Oh I shit! Don't know. I thought 